The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days were completed for their purification according to the law of Moses, they took Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, just as it is written in the law of the Lord. Every male that opens the womb shall be consecrated to the Lord, and to offer the sacrifice of a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, in accordance with the dictate in the law of the Lord. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, awaiting the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he should not see death before he had seen the Christ of the Lord. He came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to perform the custom of the law in regard to him, Simeon took Jesus into his arms and blessed God, saying, Now, Master, you may let your servant go in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all the peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and glory for your people Israel. The child's father and mother were amazed at what was said about him. Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and the rise of many in Israel, and to be a sign that will be contradicted. You yourself, a sword will pierce, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. There was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived seven years with her husband after her marriage, and then as a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day with fasting and prayer. Coming forward at that very time, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were awaiting the redemption of Jerusalem. When they had fulfilled all the prescriptions of the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew, became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, like I told the other masses, since I'm a new pastor, I thought I'd give you a little forewarning that if the gospel or any of the readings has a long form, I'm going to read it. We get so little of the scriptures, don't we? And today we hear the wonderful story of Simeon holding the Christ child, speaking and interacting with Mary and Joseph and Anna. Shorter form eliminated that. Well, on Christmas Day, I reflected upon two thoughts. Number one, our God is Emmanuel. He dwelt among us, not at a distance, 
Therefore, our God understands what we're going through. And the second point, I asked you, what is preventing you from allowing God to love you? What is preventing you from allowing God to love you? Well, today we celebrate the solemnity, the feast day of the Holy Family. And this is strategically placed on our liturgical calendar by the church in 1969 between Christmas and New Year's. Strategically, I say, because by now we've all been around our families or we have focused upon our families and we might be driving each other nuts. One of the ways I believe we prevent God from loving us is our families. Each one of us experienced the weaknesses and the failures of family life. And so when we compare ourselves to the holy family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we fall miserably short. And as a result of that, we feel distanced from God. We feel that we cannot do what's expected of us. But today, I want to take a a realistic view of the Holy Family, especially in light of what I've proposed, that our God is Emmanuel. He has dwelt among us. He understands us because he was one with us. So let's look at a couple of situations of the Holy Family how they found themselves in situations of mistakes, of sorrows, of woes. The first one, Mary's unexpected pregnancy. Now, Mary and Joseph, they were married, but according to the Jewish custom, they didn't live with one another yet. So there was a period after the wedding that they were still separated And then as oftentimes you hear about the bridegroom coming to the groom and the the lights and lanterns and all those sort of things, well, that hadn't happened yet. This unexpected pregnancy had to be difficult for them to navigate through as a couple. I can only imagine the many tears and explanations that they had to have experienced. This was a very difficult time for both Mary and for Joseph. Second situation of the Holy Family. They lost them. Crying in a bucket. Mary and Joseph, they lost the child Jesus. They went to the temple and the boy remained behind. Can you imagine that conversation on the way back to Jerusalem between Mary and Joseph? I thought you were watching the kid. I thought you were watching him. I can only imagine the guilt that they probably felt. What were they thinking as they were processing through Jerusalem for three days looking for the child? Can you picture their worry, their anxiety? over their child, and even that guilt that they made a mistake. They should have been more attentive. Third example of the Holy Family. Mary and Jesus would have experienced the death of Joseph. 
Whether this was a sudden death or was there a long dying process, we, we don't know. But we do believe, theologians believe, that if Joseph was still alive during the public life of Jesus, it would have been recorded. There's an absence there. So we're presuming that he died. And so there would have been a time that Mary was a single mother at some point, And Jesus was without his stepfather to lean upon. And finally, Mary and the family of Jesus, they didn't always understand Jesus. There was a lot of miscommunication. The finding in the temple. Mary approaches her boy and says, Son, do you not understand what you have put your father and I through? And he responds as a strong 12-year-old boy, Do you not understand I must be about my father's business? And I can always see Mary kind of leaning down to that 12-year-old boy and saying, yeah, no, I don't really get it. I don't understand. And she didn't, because Scripture records that she pondered, she reflected upon these things in her heart. Second time that that happened would have been 18 years later, when Jesus and Mary was at the wedding feast of Cana. And Mary comes to Jesus and says they're out of wine. And again, a miscommunication. Woman, how is this concern of yours a concern of mine? My hour has not yet come. And finally, a miscommunication, a misunderstanding, a not understanding at all, it's found in Mark chapter 3, verse 21. It was when Mary and the family came to take Jesus away because, as Scripture records, they thought he lost his mind. They thought he lost his mind. So they were going to come and get him out of there, protect him from the people. Well, my take-home point today is this. A holy family is not a perfect family. Family life community life, it's tough. It's messy. And our Lord Jesus understands this. He grew up in a family that struggled, that made mistakes, that misunderstood each other and experienced sorrows. We celebrate today the incarnation, God among us. So no matter what we're struggling with, we have a God who understands even the struggles of family life. One way we can allow God to love us more is to accept the fact that we don't have a perfect family. Pope St. John Paul II wrote, to maintain a joyful family, and I would say a holy family, requires much from both the parents and the children. Each member of the family has to become, in a special way, the servant of the others and share their burdens. You don't have to be a perfect family to do that. Just holy.